Welcome to Inside the Media Minds. This is your host, Christine Blake. This show features in-depth interviews with tech reporters who share everything from their biggest pet peeves to their favorite stories. From our studio at W2 Communications, let's go Inside the Media Minds. Hi everyone, this is Christine Blake, the host of Inside the Media Minds, and I am here at RSA with Lou Covey, the chief editor of Cyber Protection Magazine. Welcome, Lou. Hi, how are you doing? Good, thanks for joining us. Um, So I wanna hear more about Cyber Protection Magazine and then also what you're covering at RSA this year. So if you wanna start with a little bit of background on your publication and then we can go from there. Sure, Uh, we started Cyber Protection Magazine about a year and a half ago. where I hooked up with uh, my partner, Patrick Bork in uh, Germany. Uh, I, I had been doing freelance journalism for a while in the area of cybersecurity, and I uh, was looking for a publication that I could hook up with. And we found him and I said, why don't we start our own? And he had the, uh, the insight. He works for SAP in marketing, uh, but he also has a lot of operations knowledge. So he, he pretty much is like the publisher. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I handle content. Mm-hmm. and interviews and uh, we started to look into not the way most security publications work which is looking at you know who's hired who who's merging with who what the the latest threats are mm-hmm. uh, all that stuff is pretty well known the problem is is that 80 percent of the market while they want to buy cyber protection tools and services they have no idea where to start mm-hmm. and when they hear from one of these companies, they have no idea what they're talking about. So uh, our our slug line on the magazine is cyber security explained. Okay. And that's what we do. That's great. So here, as you mentioned this is your first experience at RSA. Yeah. What types of you know stories are you looking to cover? Types of people you're looking into interviewing? Uh, well, I want to I want to put what they do into context for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, one of the questions I'm asking about is uh, North Korean cyber spies who are posing as uh, remote IT contractors mm-hmm. uh, because there aren't enough people working in cybersecurity, so you have to get contractors. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find them in the United States and in Eastern Europe, but there are plenty of them in Asia, especially mm-hmm. being sent out by the North Korean government to help finance their weapons programs. Mm-hmm and they are posing as people in China or in India or even the United States to get contracts Mm -hmm. and working for any kind of company in the area of uh, data. Uh, They're even working uh, in uh, dating applications Mm -hmm. because all you have to do is put some of the malware into your phone Mm -hmm. and while you're swiping left, uh, they're uploading malware into Mm -hmm. your uh, systems network. That's crazy. And that's not necessarily who they're attacking because small companies will contract to larger companies who will contract to the government and other infrastructure. Mm -hmm. So that's their long game. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they can make $300,000 a year, which goes right to the North Korean Mm -hmm. government. So I want to find out if anybody's seen that. Uh Some have, some haven't, and what you can do to stop it. Okay. That's interesting. So are you meeting with a lot of different resources here to try to get that information and for other yeah. stories as well? Yeah, well, I, I take a look at what they do and mm-hmm. then I ask that question. I've got a couple of others you know, to put it into context. Mm-hmm. Gotten some very interesting answers. Uh, there was one company yesterday, I'll probably write about them, but they won't like it. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> uh, 
They, they have a product that will uh, anonymize you. Uh -huh. So you can actually say you are somebody and they'll check you out and yeah, that's who you are hmm. in that context. So they actually help hide your background. Okay. And if you're not really diligent in doing your vetting of these particular people, that technology can help them get past you. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, and then you mentioned that you were a freelancer before mm -hmm. um, Cyber Protection Magazine launched. Tell us a little bit about your background and then how you got interested in, in this space as a whole. Well, in cyber protection uh, or being a journalist? Uh, journalism. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I was 18 years old and I got a job as a newsreader on a top 40 station on the peninsula. And that lasted for about six weeks, but I kind of got the bug and I, I went to college, started to major in history, and then joined the, the campus newspaper. Right after I got in a job with a, the mighty news beacon of the peninsula, the Foster City Progress. So I started working in journalism before I'd even gotten my degree. Oh, wow. Okay. And that, then I, that moved on to the Palo Alto Times mm -hmm. and doing some string work for the New York Times and mm -hmm. working in the Central Valley, uh, covering the uh, Ford Carter campaign. Mm -hmm. uh, essentially, when people ask me what I what I cover, I say it's probably better to ask me what I haven't covered. Sure. Yeah. Because that was 52 years ago. Uh -huh. And I've, I got into technology uh, when I was a technical editor for Lockheed Missiles and Space oh, okay. in the nuclear weapons program. Oh, wow. That's interesting. That gave me a lot of insight into a lot of different science. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I went and got into PR for a while, and then I went back to freelancing, and then I got back into PR, started my agency, mm -hmm. and then everything crashed. I went bankrupt and went back into journalism. Oh, wow. But I've never been far from the profession. Uh-huh. Got it. And then what about cybersecurity do you find like the most interesting at this point in time? Absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. um, the, one of the reasons I became a journalist is that I'm insatiably curious and I have a short attention span. <laughs> so I can go and I can cover something. I can know everything I need to know about it and mm -hmm. write what I, I've done and move on to something else. But cybersecurity touches absolutely everything everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so I can, you know, I can find out about what's going on with grocery stores mm -hmm. and cybersecurity. I've talked to people in school districts about cybersecurity. I've talked to people running small businesses who have been hacked. Mm -hmm. and so everybody gets touched by this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and here at RSA, so many different vendors and solutions and practitioners and researchers all come together. Has there been anything like really interesting that you've learned so far this week in, in some of your meetings? It'd be, I'd be really hard. I mean, yeah. af after 30 meetings, <laughs> I, I, the good thing is I, I'm recording everything That's and good. transcribing it and then I can go back and take a look at what's going on. But there are some fascinating products here. Mm -hmm. uh, and hopefully people, it, they, they will learn to put them into a, a way that people can access them. Mm -hmm. uh, or at least give people an understanding of where they actually exist. Because mm -hmm. most of these companies here, they're going after 20% of the market. Those mm -hmm. are the medium to large enterprises. Mm -hmm. Why? Because that's where the money is. Okay. But those companies also provide services, those customers provide services to small to medium enterprises. Mm -hmm. So those companies need to know what 
those large companies are contracting with are using. Mm-hmm. Like how would, how does Amazon secure their cloud? And right. They might need to know that. Yeah. It might be a good way of deciding whether they're going to go with Amazon or Oracle. Mm-hmm. And Oracle buys every security product in the world just so they make sure they haven't missed anything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's always good. Yeah. And then when we look at, you know, this year, I guess, as a whole, there's trends around ransomware supply chain. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think will be one of the major headlines of 2022 from your perspective? As of what has already happened? Perhaps. Or, or what is going to happen? Perhaps both, right? Like what okay. has already happened and then what could potentially happen as we're seeing like, you know, trends unfold and different issues unfold. Well, I think one of the biggest surprises <sighs> is, you know, we were absolutely terrified about the Russians mm-hmm. retaliating. Just finished talking to a guy who made predictions about how it was going to yeah. happen, and I asked him. I said, "Well, do you still hold that position?" He went, "Not so much." Interesting, because it didn't happen. Right. Yeah. And what we're finding out is that the vaunted cyber warfare capabilities of Russia are about as good as their cut the tires on their trucks. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're yeah. falling apart, and they became targets. So I think that's going to be a major story, uh-huh. and from that, we're going to find out who's really behind a lot of the stuff we're mm-hmm. dealing with. And that's I think a good it's point. North Korea. Yeah, that's a good point because I think a lot of people were predicting that when everything yeah. unfolded at the start of the year. So um, it'll be interesting to see that unfold. Absolutely. Yeah. And what's going to be coming up? Um, you know, cyber, uh, uh, cryptocurrency has has been quite the fad, mm-hmm. but it's also an extremely insecure mm-hmm. way of putting your money. Yeah. And I don't think we have seen nearly the disaster that's going to happen with cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that definitely unfolding this year too. Um, looking at your kind of career in journalism as a whole, what is one of the most memorable stories you've written? Uh, when I was working in the in San Joaquin Valley, uh, there was a school for um, mentally impaired adults uh, who were, you know, they, they were living with their families, and but they, they had to figure out how to take care of themselves mm-hmm. uh, it, when their parents or their, their caretakers died. So this this class was specifically to teach them basic things like how to write a check, mm-hmm. how to balance a checkbook, oh. you know, basic things like that. How to write. Yeah. Okay. And the, the district was going to shut them down. So I went and uh, did a story on them, spent the day with them, watched, and, and, I, and there was this one guy who was working on writing his name. And he was just so slow, but painstaking to get it absolutely right. Mm -hmm. And to me, it was heroic seeing what he was trying to do. So when I wrote that up, that's what I wanted to, that's what I wanted to pass on. Mm -hmm. And the good news is when the article came out, the school district saw it and said, yeah, we're going to keep this. So, So it kept the program, but about a week later, I got an envelope stuffed with a lot of letters from all these men at this place and have a hard time. I, I still buzzed yeah. up with this. It's been decades ago. There was a letter from this guy written in that uh-huh. painstaking, painful handwriting. He said, thank you, Mr. Covey, for the article. Oh. It made me feel like a man. Wow. Yeah. It gives me goosebumps. That's amazing. And it, I, I've had, you know, that. I've had other things like that, but mm-hmm. that's the one that sticks with me the longest. Because it really shows like the difference that that type of a story can make and like give 
recognition to these people and make yeah. them feel like a certain way. Yeah. That's amazing. That's cool. That I can see why that would be a stay with you and be really memorable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, cool. And then you mentioned also, you know, you have experience in PR mm -hmm. and, um, journalism, right? So I'm sure you get pitched a lot from PR practitioners and vendors trying to get, you know, you to cover their clients and mm -hmm. that type of a thing. And I guess a question that we always like to ask is what makes a vendor stand out and kind of cut through the noise of, especially of a busy conference like this? That's tough. Yeah. Uh, I mean, cause that's really my job right. is to figure that out. Uh, this time I, I pretty much took everybody's request. That's because, nice. Because <laughs> you know, I got 33 meetings here, but I've got 90 other companies I've got to call after wow. this. Okay. And Part of the thing that we do at Cyber Protection Magazine, we have a newsletter. Mm -hmm. And you know, in that newsletter, we'll take a look at a couple of articles that we've done that we thought were were noteworthy and that people should pay, you know, take another look at. Mm -hmm. But we also like to put out a list of things that we are going to cover. Okay, so for people in the, the agencies mm. or for marketing people, you know, rather than me come up with an idea and Patrick and I say, well, who are we going to talk to this yeah. time? Uh, and, and then making the phone calls and going through all that process, I put that in there, and then people come you, to you. Yeah, you can you can call me up and says, "Yeah, we've we've got something to say about this." That's great. That's and great. That that helps cut through the noise. Um, mm -hmm. I, I still get annoyed with a lot of things. Whenever a company says they are a leader in whatever, mm -hmm. I know that's bullshit. Right. <laughs> Excuse me for the No, you're language. good. <laughs> it's a podcast after Oh, all. yeah, we're, you're good. <laughs> because what I found is that companies that are actually leaders in any particular area never have to say they're leaders. Good point. Mm -hmm. And it kind of annoys me when they do that. Yeah. And, and I, I, I don't like funding announcements. Mm -hmm. I don't like mergers and acquisitions. Yeah, that's well covered by everyone else, and mm -hmm. it goes into a press release that goes up online and gives them the coverage they actually need. Mm -hmm. But when, when they come to me and they say, here's a problem mm -hmm. that we've noticed, and here's how we're trying to solve it, that's the best possible pitch you can get. Mm -hmm. That's great insight. And it's kind of refreshing, you know, to hear that also, because it's so many vendors struggle with saying some of that marketed jar marketing jargon, like, mm -hmm. you know, the leading edge, the most innovative, all this stuff. But it's like, you really need to paint that problem and illustrate the problem. And then the solution from an industry perspective, not a, Hey, this is our product perspective. Yeah. Right. I'm sure there's a, I'm sure it's hard to kind of filter through all yeah. of that. And something else that annoys me and I understand why, mm -hmm is when you ask them, okay, well, who are your customers? And they say, well, we're Fortune 500. Yeah, but who? Yeah. Well, we can't tell you that because we've got an NDA. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I understand that, you know, that's what you have to do to, to get the business, but it doesn't do anybody any good. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the common excuse is, well, our customers consider us to be a competitive advantage. Mm -hmm. Well, thing is, if that, comp if that vendor doesn't survive, they're no longer a competitive advantage. Mm -hmm. So they need to do business. They, people need to know who they're doing business with mm -hmm. and that they're succeeding. And yeah. if you don't get that, then stuff falls apart. Mm -hmm. So the customers have a vested interest in making sure that their vendors that they like mm -hmm. succeed. So they need to talk about it. Moreover, in the area of cybersecurity, those 
customers have to know what that company is doing. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Mm -hmm. And once they get an idea, okay, well, they don't even have to understand the technology. Mm -hmm. You just have to know they're doing something mm -hmm. to protect me. Right. And that needs to be be made more clear. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's definitely good good insight into a lot of the things that are going on this week at the conference for sure. Yeah. Um, and then I guess before we wrap up, is there anything interesting that Cyber Protection Magazine has coming up? Like any interesting stories you're working on or, you know, you mentioned the newsletter and well, big we, initiatives. We, we do something kind of weird. It's, it's a brand new technology that no one has heard about. It's called print. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, it's rare. You're right. It is rare. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, we did, never planned on doing this. Uh, I, I was the, the host of a panel back in October on API security. And it went so well that it turned into a couple of articles. Uh -huh. And then the company that sponsored the panel said, can we make this into a magazine? Hmm. And said, yeah, we, so we just did a, did a PDF of it mm -hmm. and put it out in January, got 4,000 downloads. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so I said, well, okay, we, we probably need to do more of this. And then this um, Cloud Expo mm -hmm. in Dusseldorf came to us and said, can you do the same thing? Hmm. And can you print it out? And I went, print it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so we did it. Uh, we print, it was just 500 copies. Okay. They disappeared in 30 minutes. Wow. And so we printed out some more so I could pass them out around yeah. here, but we've decided to start this program. We call them the special issue. Uh -huh. They don't come out on a regular basis. Okay. Uh, what we do is we find a specific subject that we can drill down on because mm -hmm. in a, an online magazine, people don't read things more than 70, 750 to 1,000 words. Right, I guess that. Okay. So you can't really do a deep drip, deep dive. Mm -hmm. With this, we can, mm -hmm. because in this, we've got uh, not only companies that we're exhibiting, there, there's a company here that didn't exhibit mm -hmm. that that sponsored an article, which they ended up, was, was read by the CEO of a company they were trying to land, mm -hmm. and they ended up getting a multi, million dollar contract out. Wow. So print has a place. Yeah. But as, as long as you're you're doing it in such a way that gives a real value. And we're not I like it's that. not it's not filled with ads. I mean there's a couple of ads in there. Mm -hmm. But the idea is just to focus on the content. So that's something that we're doing that we think is kind of unique. I think so. Yeah. And uh, and people are finding value in it. Matter of fact that company that got the big contract they said they they said we want to do ten more. And I went yeah, let's let's walk before we <laughs> run. So we're we're actually planning on four special issues on oh. the area of uh, uh, managed service providers. Okay, that's good to know. But we also have one plan coming out on HR. Oh. Because a big problem with cybersecurity mm -hmm. is the HR people, they don't know what they need to look for. That's a great point. So we're going to do a special issue on what HR people need to know about cybersecurity. That's cool. I love how each issue like digs into that topic because it's more in-depth not just surface level like covering all these different yeah. things that's really interesting yeah. i love that and the really cool thing is subscriptions are free there you go <laughs> you subscribe to the magazine you get I the want, newsletter I want it now. <laughs> and, and then you get to download the, the pdf yeah. and people i mean i don't know people are like oh i want to actually look through something and like have something it's that's great i love that that's really good to know yeah, yeah i'm i'm enjoying myself because i've had these concepts in my head for 20 years mm -hmm. I mean, e ever since um 
How much time do you have? We, we can keep going. Okay. <laughs> Interesting story. We love what, a story. What, one of the areas I worked in was uh, semiconductor design. Okay. Okay. And I started this program where for a particular editor, I said, look, Ed, this is what I'll do. Mm-hmm. I will go out and I will find companies on specific subjects mm-hmm. okay, that you want to you write about. And I will, and you tell me what companies you want to talk to, and I'll arrange it whether they're a client or not. So I set up this uh, meeting with these three CEOs of the three largest uh, design automation companies mm-hmm. to talk about what the future of the industry was. Mm-hmm. And things were going like hammer and tongs for this mm-hmm. industry. So this is right around 2001, mm-hmm. I think. So be- before we actually had all this digital stuff, you, yeah. never, you can't find this because the magazine's gone. It's only print. Yeah. Um, but one of the CEOs said, um, we are tired of all of these startup companies writing on our marketing coattails. Mm-hmm. So we're going to cut back our advertising by. So there's not as many pages so they won't get the coverage. And the other two CEOs said, yep, that's mm-hmm. what we're going to do. And I said, we're in deep trouble because that's when journalism started to die. Mm-hmm. And I went back to my clients and said, if you don't start advertising, you're going to lose these magazines. Mm-hmm. And, nah, it's never going to happen. And within five years, 75% of the publications that covered the industry were gone and 90% of the edit- uh, journalists were gone. Yep. So mm-hmm. that scared me at that point. And I started realizing, okay, they're not going to advertise. So we need to focus on content yeah. you know, to do our marketing. Mm-hmm. And then somebody said, a few years later said, yeah, we're doing content marketing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're just ahead of it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm generally about five years ahead of uh-huh. everyone else. All right, so what's coming in five years now? <laughs> 20, let's see, 27. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, there's going to be print. <laughs> yeah, it's going to go back full circle back to print. Yeah, that's funny. That's a good story. Awesome. So. Cool. Well, yeah. Thanks a lot, Lou. It's been, it's been great talking to you. Um, and for everyone listening, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Inside the Media Minds from RSA. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Inside the Media Minds. To learn more about our podcast and hear all of our episodes, please visit us at w2com.com slash podcast and follow us on Twitter at Media Mind Show. And you can subscribe anywhere podcasts are found.